How's it going? Oh, we're doing great. We're cooking with Crisco tonight. Cooking with Crisco? Oh, yeah. Is that better than other options? Like, what is your what is your hierarchy of cooking oils? I don't know. Like, I personally never cook with Crisco, but actually, I was trying to, like, avoid actually answering your question, but now I want to answer it because I have opinions. Yeah, please do. Uh, at the top of my hierarchy of cooking oils is ghee. So, like, clarified butter. It's great. Okay. Use it all the time. Probably... No, it's fine. I was going to say I should probably not do that, but... Nah, I don't care. (laughs) Probably not do what? Cook with ghee all the time. Oh. Well, all all oil and butter is bad for you. Whatever. Yeah. So, that's that's definitely at the top. And then there's, like... Oh, gosh. What is it? Uh... Uh, well, like flaxseed oil is pretty sweet too. Most of the cooking oils that I like are like high temperature cooking oils. Mm-hmm. Like olive oil is, I honestly like don't have like, everyone like freaking loves olive oil. It's just like, it's olive oil. Okay. Like, let's get big olive oil. Once you don't like olive oil. Yeah. <laughs> big olive oil. Screw I mean, off. I say that, but it's also an oil that I use quite frequently. But, you know, I I use it for its intended purposes. But I was curious how you were going to take that because I wasn't sure if your list was going to be context dependent or not. Because mine very much would be. Like, depending on what you're cooking? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it does. But I was just trying to give you an overarching Mm -hmm. list. I got you. Like, yeah, there's definitely things that are not good to cook with ghee. Mm. But... Because it definitely adds, like, flavor. It's not like a vegetable oil. Yeah. Or, like, a canola oil or something where it's just, like, beige in Mm. terms of flavoring. (laughs) Not actually in color. If your canola oil is beige, buy new canola oil. In terms of... This reminds me of uh, a slow-mo guy's video that was released today that I feel like you would enjoy. (gasps) Um I haven't seen it yet. Okay, it's using a... I forgot what what the tool is. But it's like a ultrasonic <gasps> something or other. It's basically a, t- a little metal rod that vibrates at like thirty thousand hertz to, or that's right, that's what it was. It's it's a it's like an ultrasonic homogenizer or something like that. So it can make like an emulsion of like water and oil because it just vibrates so fast that it just smashes all the particles. Um, yeah. To, to sort of make it uh, a homogenous mixture out of things that really shouldn't be. That's sick. Mm-hmm. It was it was a fun video, so that, that's what that reminds me of. Is it one of the Gav only videos? They're all Gav only right now. <laughs> yeah. So yes, <laughs> I I was assuming it they was still a Gav reunited. only video, is what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yes, I, I agree. Uh, pay attention to the color of your cooking oils. Know what they should look like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, now I know what I'm doing after we finish this. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think. Sesame oil is probably at the top for me, but that's mostly yeah. because for the specific times that I use it, I really enjoy using it. Mm-hmm. But I also haven't used, it sounds like already, I have not used nearly the wide variety of cooking oils that you have. <laughs> I'm I'm sure that given more exposure, I could find others that are interesting to me, 
but pretty much anything that I've used is like olive oil, run-of-the-mill vegetable oils. So either something that's literally just called vegetable oil or specifically canola oil, mm-hmm. butter, and sesame oil. And that's probably the main cooking fats and oils that I've used. Yeah. Maybe I've used one or two others in very specific occasions that I don't quite recall, but that's basically it. So it'd probably go like sesame oil because I really like what it does to the dishes I use it for, then butter, then olive oil, then regular vegetable oil. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I do also love sesame oil. Sesame oil, that's one that I wasn't even thinking of. Because hmm. like, I don't think of that as a cooking oil normally, but... Yeah, uh, I, I make enough fried rice and stir fries and stuff that... I I typically have some on hand. Yeah. And I use it quite liberally. Really? See, sesame oil is one oil that like I love, but I got to be careful with cuz it's powerful. Well, what I mean what I mean by liberally is not like I'm dumping a lot of it on as in I use oh. it frequently. Okay. Yeah, with within a dish it is used how it's supposed to across yeah. all foods that I make. It is used liberally. Uh-huh. Is how I will say it. That makes better oh, sense. But yes, I agree. Yeah, it, I mean, the nice thing about sesame oil is that it comes in a small enough container to remind you how much you should use, similar to like vanilla extract. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always problematic when my mom would buy a like pint of vanilla extract from Costco. It's like, don't do that because you're just going to encourage me to try and use way more vanilla than I ever should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Ugh. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay, I just need to explain what's going on right now and why I'm super distracted at the moment. Okay. So I just tried to add some honey to my tea that I have here with me. <laughs> okay. um, and I've had my honey sitting upside down so that it, because there's not a ton in it. Uh, and I guess my bottle had pressurized, so it just started squeezing out a ton of honey really fast. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, this is going to be so sweet. What do I do? I just got to like put my finger over the hole and I'm stuck here with honey on my hands and my <laughs> finger on the hole. And I can't, I'm like tipping it back to try to get all the honey to drain away. Cause every time I try to take my finger off, it starts squirting out more. <laughs> I I have no solution for you, Grant. Do what you need to do, but <laughs> keep the okay. recording going as you do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I feel like a bear right now. I got honey all over my hand and like I know I'm. Just, um, what kind of tea you're making? Uh, some like orange tea. Hmm, interesting. Tazo orange something. I don't know what it's actually called. Okay. But yeah, sorry about that. I That's didn't okay. mean for having tea to be a distraction. Oh shoot! Now it's dripping. Okay. <laughs> um. Anything but, in front of you is a distraction, Grant. That is true. But I thought I could be responsible enough about it. <laughs> Well, now you've learned. (laughs) I don't know about that. Yeah, I have. I've learned, but I haven't necessarily learned my lesson. That's fair. I'm not going to lie to you, Mark. I know. I appreciate that. And I know you're smart enough not to believe me if I did. Uh, Most of the time, yes. That kind of hurt. Okay. So is this this like resolved to a sufficient degree? Yes. Sorry about that. Okay. I wasn't what were we sure. talking about? Um, nothing in particular. I don't think. Okay. Uh, I I think that I had kind of reached the end of an anecdote, and you had your honey incident. So. Mm-hmm. 
I, I do want to share one thing with you. This is just a recommendation for you because I think that you would enjoy this. Um, it's a podcast called Let's Make a Music. Okay. And it is the um, guy whose videos you've already seen that I've mentioned to you, Brian David Gilbert. Oh, God. And his partner and his sister. And it's like 20 minutes of them just like they basically they tweet out a word that's like the theme of the song they want to write that week. Mm-hmm. And then they get Twitter suggestions um, dis- of things that describe that word or that evoke that word. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, for for example, the one that I just got finished listening to, the word was wobbly. Ooh. And someone tweeted something that evokes that is, does God have a plan for me? Uh, so they so they kind of take all these Twitter suggestions and work them in as either jumping off points for more ideas or just straight take them in as a part of a lyric to the song, and then they kind of go off, uh, go off mic so to speak, and with their friend who's like an actual audio engineer, uh, write a so- write and record a full song for uh, <laughs> based on that idea based on their conversation. That's mm-hmm. the entire that's the entire point of the podcast, but I think it's it's hilarious. But both they're just funny, but it's also reasonably short episodes, and the music is actually really good. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I will if you don't want to. I forgot that I'm using my loud keyboard, so I'm gonna well, type first. Clack. Marks on the case. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so I will send you a link, Grant, to their. Bandcamp, just so that you can get a get a taste for the their music at least. They they did this show several years ago with a slightly different group of people, and they just restarted it up in like September of 2020. But yeah, it's very good. I highly recommend it. Just to like if you have 30 minutes to kill, or just want to find some fun music you can always skip ahead to just listen to the song but it's very funny so that is my recommendation for you today am i allowed to talk again yeah what do you mean thank you you told me to shut up god damn it i'm trying to get better at following direction now you listen yes i listen when it doesn't matter slash listening is bad well it's like talking to a little kid where you know, you can say a whole bunch of garbage and none of it sinks in. And then you never know the one word that you'll say that just hits them in exactly the wrong way. And it just ruins the rest of their life. Yep. That's how I feel with you sometimes. Yeah. Like when you're talking around a baby for like weeks and weeks and weeks and they're just still goo goo gaga. And then all of a sudden you say poopy butt and then they say poopy butt. Uh, sure. First words. Yes. That reminds me of a comic that I didn't choose for today, but <laughs> uh, but I'll just give a brief thing. It's a it's like a, a mom holding a baby and the baby's crying and she's trying to soothe him. And the baby is saying, it has nothing to do with my diaper. It's the realization that everyone I'll ever love is going to die. <laughs> oh, God. 
I'm glad I didn't choose that for today. <laughs> made me laugh so much. <laughs> no, That's I need to. Sad. I need to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a hard pivot real quick. This. I promise. This will be a very short story. But tra- tragedy struck yet yet again. <gasps> in the in the life of Mark. I had dun, just dun, dun. just chatted with I or I just tried to call Aaron. I think she was on the phone with her mom or something, so she didn't pick up. And so then I decided to go out for a walk. And as I went out for a walk, I like kinda you know, I went out, I was switching up a podcast or something, and I had tried to slide my phone into my pocket, it just kinda caught it in the wrong way. It started falling. Mm. I have I have the like I've done this enough times that my brain is able to sort of process exactly what to do. Because I've I don't drop my phone frequently. I've never dropped a phone to the point that it's broken or anything. And mm-hmm. anytime it drops, I typically use my foot to like try and cradle it, almost like catch it like a soccer ball, or at least deflect it on a different angle so it won't like go straight into the ground, right? Mm-hmm. If I can even just kind of kick it a little bit to the side, it's you know it's going to be more of a deflection against the ground, if anything. So I did that, but no luck. Uh, both corners, the top left and the bottom left, got cracked. There are multiple cracks on the back. Um, and it's one of those kinds of cracks where, like, it's not spiderweb cracks on the screen. The majority of the screen is entirely usable, but the corners got shattered to the point that if I were to ever touch them, I'd get glass shards in my thumb. Oh, god! So it wasn't really a, a safe operating environment that I had created for myself after this after this accidental drop. So oh, no. um, I uh, just decided to, because also this, this phone is, like, a, a little old. I'm not super old. Like, it would have been fine for a while longer, but I've already been... I had been thinking on and off for several months uh, Mm -hmm. of getting another phone. So this was finally the impetus. Uh, So I, I like, quickly put in an order at Best Buy for pickup for a new one in an hour uh, and just got, like, a kind of cheaper replacement for it. So not as bad as the car situation, but definitely unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. That sucks. Yep. I've got an old flip phone I could have sent you. Well, that's, that's very that's very nice of you. Uh. <laughs> you could have been one of those cool hipsters now who's got a flip phone. I, <laughs> this is the funny thing. I, I was just kind of browsing on Best Buy. I, I basically knew what phone I wanted to get, but I was looking at a few other options. Aaron, Aaron's been pestering me to get an iPhone when I was there, you know, the... Over the past couple months, I actually put my SIM card into her old iPhone for like a a weekend just to see what it was like because she she just really wanted me to switch for her convenience more than mine. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, I tried it and it's like, you know, I, I could I knew that I could get used to it, but. It just made me feel just like a little uncomfortable, like my entire phone life. I've I've been using Android and there's just like little things that just make me feel just slightly uncomfortable. I, I can't really explain it. Um, it's just I'd have to take a lot a lot of time getting used to it. So this was not the time to switch after breaking this phone that I'm currently using. It was not the time to then try and like switch to an iPhone. I did consider it actually, but I like to always buy my phones unlocked. Because my phone plan is still under my parents, and I just, like, pay my dad each month. But that mm-hmm. means that if I were to get, like, a Verizon phone, we'd have to, like, call him and do this whole transfer thing. 
Yeah, it'd be a real pain. And it's just annoying. Yeah, like, you know, I want to do my things with my phone, so I always buy an unlocked phone. So all I need to do is take the SIM card out of one, put it in the other, and then I'm good to go. Yeah. And Best that- Buy does not sell unlocked iPhones. Ah. Um, but most of their Android phones, they sell unlocked, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's that Hasselhoff hassle hurdle. Uh, Yes. Is that a is is that like a catchphrase out of a uh, Baywatch? No. <laughs> Pamela, that was another great leap over that Hasselhoff hassle hurdle. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even know where I was going with all that. Okay. Well, Mark, maybe maybe you should have gotten an iPhone because maybe you just need more discomfort in your life. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe your I life's do. just too easy. Maybe that's your problem. Could be. You're not being challenged enough. I don't know if you are... Uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. Let's just move on to my comic based oh, on gee- that comment. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. So we got Invisible Bread by Justin Boyd. And we got... Uh, a uh, little stick, no, like what is a uh, little dude, and he is in a a orange force field looking box labeled "My Comfort Zone," just standing there, sitting pretty. It says, "All right, three, two, one," and then he says, "Go!" as he sprints out of the box, running. Ah! Towards a wall with a big red or a moderately sized red button labeled do a thing. He hits that button, quickly turns around, ah! Sprinting back towards the box of his comfort zone, diving in, sliding into the box, and says, and that's it for today, as he sits or lays back down in his comfort zone box. So yes, let, let's talk about comfort zones, Grant. Ooh. And leaving them. Uh, oh god, are you going to roast me or something? No, no. This is this is an oh. earnest conversation. Uh-oh. For now. <laughs> Who's well, earnest? Well. He new friend? Just going to let the silence sit there for a moment. <laughs> I, I was going to say, are you still there? As I try to collect my thoughts yet again. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so th- there's two things of this comic that really speak to me, and I'm curious if they have a similar impact on you. Okay? Okay. One is that this character is making a distinct like resolution at the beginning to go do this thing. Right, it was not yes. thrust upon them. They are choosing to do it. Uh, what also strikes me as interesting is how happy they actually look pressing their do a thing button compared to how frightened they are running to and from the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I find that very interesting because when I think of most everything I've ever done uh, outside of what I would consider my comfort zone, it is. I, I like, I don't know, this This just very much, 
represents the experience that I often have of ramping up to something new. Like the something new is rarely just like this discrete thing that just happens all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm just going to do this one thing and it happens in like a second and then I'm done. It's always, you have to ramp up to something. Maybe you have to drive somewhere and, you know, meet with people, whatever it is. Like there's almost always some amount of buildup either, you know, geographically or just in your head before the actual thing can happen. And then most of the time doing the thing often is fine. <laughs> you know, I'm still here. The most most things that I do outside of my comfort zone do end up totally fine. And maybe I even enjoy them in the moment. But then ramping down from them is also similarly just like a lot. I wouldn't necessarily that I'd scream running away from the thing, but it, it's a similar process of coming down from this new experience. That I find interesting. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious what your like subjective experience is whenever you do something that's like uncomfortable that you've resolved to do. Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't necessarily have like one common experience that's like, oh, yeah, every time I do a new thing that's like out of my comfort zone, it's always this or that. Mm -hmm. I feel like. The ones I can remember most in the immediate moment are either like, it's one end of the spectrum, I feel like. And maybe that's just because those are the ones that I remember. Uh, um, is, is there something specific you're wanting me to focus on? Hmm. Like, because I feel like I definitely have times where like, I'm excited to do the thing and then I do the thing and it's great. And then I'm just, like, happy afterwards, but, like, yeah, but then there's definitely times where it's, like, I am dreading doing the thing, but, like, trying to pump myself up to do it. I do the thing, and it's, like, meh. And then afterwards, <laughs> I'm just, like, so happy that I did the thing, and it's over, and I don't have to do the thing anymore, because it's no longer, like, hanging over my head. Uh -huh. That's often things that it's, like, I know I should do this. I want to do this, like, intellectually, but I don't, like, I don't I don't want to say, like, emotionally want to do this, but, like, like I know it's, like, I want to do it because I should do it, not because I, like, really, like, want to want to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? I think. Um, but is that is that because that's outside of your comfort zone, or are we just kind of talking about, like, doing laundry now? No, that's a lot of times with things outside of my comfort zone. Okay. Because, like, a lot of things that I, maybe they are more, like, chore-type things, but the reason that I put them off or don't do them is because, like, I'm uncomfortable to do them. Mm -hmm. Not just because, like, they're a hassle or a pain or whatever. Yeah. That's um, fair. Because, like, I don't know how to do them and I don't want to feel stupid or look stupid or whatever. Or mm -hmm. That is totally fair. That's how I feel every time I have to, like call on the phone to any entity that I haven't called yes. before. <laughs> yes. That, that is that's a... All... <laughs> yep, that's a perfect example. And then af those are situations where afterwards, it seems like every time, I'm like just so happy I did it. It was mm -hmm. just like, okay, yeah, it's over. That was like not bad at all. Why was I like fretting about this for a week? Like, <laughs> that was wonderful. <laughs> like, the person on the other end of the phone was absolutely wonderful and super helpful. Like... Mm. Well, and also, I know that I'm sure that both of us are pr pretty much similar in that, like, I'm sure we're very polite and easy to talk to on the phone. Like, we're we're reasonably good at communicating. We're, we're pleasant. 
Um, I know that I've like been given that compliment by people before who have heard one side of a phone conversation with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I know that I'm good at it, but it's just like annoying. I don't know why. I just always find it like, I just really don't want to talk on the phone with someone. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, often, I mean, I do know why in some cases, in some cases it's because I think it's two reasons. One reason, the worst reason that has nothing to do with comfort is, boy, this should be something I should be able to do online. That's one reason. Uh-huh. Uh, that That's more just like a frustration aspect of the world, that there are still things that clearly could be doable online, but you're making me call out of, you know, whatever reason. The other reason is because the nature of the call is because it's going to be something not great. Even if the resolution is fine because the people are nice, it can only be so fine because the whole thing itself kind of stunk. So the first, so the thing that comes to mind there is, uh, figuring out stuff with an auto body shop for my car. <laughs> mm-hmm. No matter how nice of an interaction I have, the ultimate thing is like, I know that I'm paying someone a lot of money to do something and yep. I'd really rather not. Or, you know, anytime I've had to contact, say, a like, uh, broadly a a government entity the dmv the dmv um i think I, I last year i probably told you about the um letter in the mail that i got about san diego claiming that i owed taxes from like three years ago or something mm-hmm. <laughs> uh all that sort of stuff jury duty all, all this stuff very uncomfortable <laughs> But it's like, and it makes it worse because as, you know, a straight-laced law-abiding citizen who grew up in the suburbs, the idea of doing anything slightly wrong that could mar, let's let's call it my permanent record, as we used to be told in middle school, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> is still very frightening to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I do have one criticism of this comic. After doing the thing, he runs back to the comfort zone, but it's clearly no larger than it was before. Hmm. Hmm. Or let's say maybe not clearly not larger, but there's no there's nothing to draw our attention to, like suggesting that it may be a little larger. Mm-hmm. And I think that that could be a nice little thing, like an, another nice little thing of a positive spin but but i'm curious if that if you think that that's a fair criticism um i don't know i don't know if just like doing a thing always increases your comfort zone so i'm gonna say it's not because hey mark the world's not a butterflies and unicorn farts not everything gets better after you do a thing uh i'm not saying it gets better (laughs) but i don't know i think that would be a nice could have been a nice way to spin it or something Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I don't dislike that it's not there either. Yeah. Like, I wasn't personally left feeling, oh, why isn't the comfort zone bigger? Well, yeah, I mean, I wasn't either. This is more of a later thought. And, okay. and also, I think that we probably, our, our whole our whole uh, thing of phone conversations probably is the uh, proof of this, <laughs> is that all the phone conversations I've had like you said, uh, doesn't seem to make the next one much better. <laughs> yeah. Even though I feel like it should, I don't know. 
think it's silly that like every time it's like, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to segue back to you had said that every time you do it, have to like call for something you feel like, oh, this is stupid. This is something I should be able to do online. I gotta Not admit, every time, just sometimes. Okay. I gotta admit, a lot of the times I call, I'm like, er, a lot of the things that like there's an option to either call or do it online, I most of the time prefer to call. I know. We, we've had this conversation, and if I remember correctly, it was in the have wild we? context of ordering pizza. Oh, yeah, probably was. Yeah, no, it was. <laughs> I feel like it's quicker for me personally. Uh-huh. Like, I know that it's worse for whoever's on the other end. Yeah, probably. Or less efficient for them. But it's quicker for me personally. Like, there's one place that I call every once in a while, and they have, like, an automated system set up, but the thing that I always do with them doesn't work in their automated system. So I have to go through their whole automated system for three minutes, and then it figures out, oh, I, it's not working right, so let's transfer them to, like, an actual person. Every time it's like, I know this is going to happen. I wish I could just, like, have you send me to a person right away, but you can't, mm. and I hate it. I only that happen. I only had that happen one time. And it was for a wild thing where for my internship, the first paycheck that I was supposed to receive, I did not receive. Mm. The reason for this is when the a person in charge of finance wrote down my bank account number, they wrote down one digit incorrectly. Oh, yikesers. And so I had to call the my bank, basically go through their long automated system which i'd never really done before and then luckily i finally got to a real person at the end of all this button pressing who you know i was able to describe the thing and just be like yeah this digit got incorrect and like cool yeah that's not like a bank account so it's just kind of in the ether of the financial world so we can just uh, toss it over to your account now and that was it it was great (laughs) that's nice uh yeah yeah it was very nice otherwise i may have gotten in a lot of trouble in the airbnb that i was staying with (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so yeah i agree there are there are definitely times where calling can become more expedient mm-hmm. but there's other times where well okay here's the other thing is that in the modern day if i call someone so that they can change something in their system i have to trust that that change happened versus most online systems give you confirmation of things. You can choose to get like a confirmation email or something, or you get something that at least is some proof that you can show to someone that this thing happened. Mm-hmm. And the and the most recent case of that that I can remember is when we got our dinner for Christmas Eve. We I had originally ordered it for Christmas Day, and then we realized that that wasn't going to work. And so I called the restaurant and requested that we get it changed to a different time and they like they did they said that they put it in and and luckily they did but I had no confirmation of that right I still only had one email the original email from the online order that I had placed to uh, um set the time and date mm-hmm. and so I had like no other factors to confirm that they had actually done it correctly and that it would totally be ready so it was a little nerve wracking when I showed up to pick it up and they weren't immediately ready but uh, that's life. <laughs> Yeah. So so that's the sort of thing where it's like I started with an online system and now I have to move to a phone. That's mm-hmm. really frustrating. And that's typically where that disconnect happens for me. Yeah. Had I started with just a phone call to order from them, 
and finish with the phone call, well, that's that's much more reasonable. Mm-hmm. They have this whole online ordering system, but then no way to edit anything. Well, that's just a little, little frustrating. That's all. Yeah. No, I get that. I I also dislike having to like move from one medium to another. It's like I'm comfortable doing this now. You got me doing this now. You got to make me switch. What the heck? Mm-hmm. You got it. <sighs> On another note, I really want ice cream right now. Yeah. I know it's more of like an introduction thing, but I just like been in a real mood for ice cream this weekend. Got a hankering, buddy? I really do. I've been trying to be good. You feel like Robin- Robinson Crusoe on a desert island, just craving some ice cream, but you can't have any? Yeah, I really, I do vividly remember that scene from the Robinson Crusoe Illustrated Classic is just him on an island in bedraggled clothes and a little thought bubble coming up from his brain, which is a nice pint of Edie's ice cream, uh, <laughs> or some haagen Uh and he says, who boy, Friday, when we get here, we're going to get you some ice cream. <laughs> yep. I got that reference, right? The, the, the like native that he meets, he names Friday. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I didn't remember that until you said it. I was like, what the heck? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I tried reading the real book. I never made it through. So everything that I know from that is the illustrated classics that I read in, you know, second or third grade, probably. Yeah. Maybe someday I'll read it. I do own it. I do, too. Just never read it. Grant has brought us Heart of the City by Steens. I think, yeah, the heart, the titular character, is presenting uh, some sort of award or trophy to, I assume, her mom or something. And it says math, M-A on a top row, T-H beneath it, all of that atop a um, rotund base. And heart, we catch her mid-sentence. And I learned a ton of math, and I made a new friend named Dana, who's really cool, and I won this award for Most Improved. And her mother takes the award and says, Oh, I'm so proud of you, Hart. Sounds like you did really good at math camp. Maybe next year you can try the geometry camp. And Hart, uh, hearing this, seems none too thrilled, perhaps shocked, and we cut to uh, her in a uh, sort of like a park ranger hat and a very full knapsack with a water bottle on the side. And she's talking to uh, some guy or, you know, another kid who's reading like a comic book or something sitting on a stoop of a front doorstep. And Hart says, I'm running away to Disney World. You in? Neato, isn't it? Disney World. Disney Space world. Yes. As Mark said. I was curious, Mark, because uh, of something that recently happened to me. Do you often use math in like your day-to-day life? And by math, I mean like math beyond just like adding things up and subtracting them and like counting and things like that. So I'm going to answer your question by ignoring your question first so I can complain about something. That there is a math camp and then a geometry camp. That doesn't... <laughs> I don't know what the structure is of this of this summer camp system, but that seems like a, a bit of a dig at geometry, perhaps. Uh, but to well, go back know, to your... <laughs> wait, no, I wanna, I'm not going to let this be. Like in college, you take like physics 101 
and then, well, and then you take physics 102. And then, okay, physics was a bad example because there's a different progression. But eventually, <laughs> like, you start taking classes that are called physics. And then eventually you get to, like, classes that are, like, fluid dynamics and, like, quantum mechanics and stuff but, like that. And so this like, is the thing. All of our, you know, at least at least at my college, my university that I attended, you know, you have the uh, sort of course identifier, P-H-Y-S, and then a course number afterward, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the intro things are like, you know, introduction to physics colon mechanics is what ours was called. And then introduction to physics colon uh, electromagnetism or, you know, electricity and magnetism, whatever it's called, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get that, but that's just because you're like, first of all, they do clarify two parts. It's an introductory sequence in physics for people who don't understand it or haven't seen, you know, who need to get the base level <laughs> who haven't seen what like a movie <laughs> who haven't seen like armageddon who haven't seen physics like at Apollo? this level <laughs> okay but then it clarifies what it's what it is mechanics but just saying i'm just saying that saying math camp and geometry camp uh-huh just seems a bit silly versus what i assume that it really should be based on common progressions in the school system probably like algebra camp and geometry camp maybe uh might make some more sense that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, but back to your question. Uh, believe it or not, as someone who works at a math education company, oftentimes doing curriculum development still, despite a you know a slightly different role that I uh, takes up most of my time. Yes, I do very commonly use math. I was gonna say beyond. like, <laughs> like work doesn't count. I'm talking about doing? like at home, like what doing home stuff. What about pleasure? As long as you're, it's not work. Okay, then yes, I also do math that is beyond like a standard high school curriculum sometimes. Not not for utility often, okay. but because that's that's why I was saying for pleasure. In fact, Mikhail and I uh on Friday night spent about an hour doing some math stuff together. <laughs> wow. Sounds kinky. It is. I'll, once we uh actually release our project, I'll let you know what it is on wow. air. I can tell you before that, but <laughs> Okay. I feel like I'm getting in on the ground floor here. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, in terms of utilitarian uses of math, uh, you know, pretty infrequently. Okay. But, you know, that's not surprising. Mm-hmm. Is, is there any other follow-up to that? Are you, well, you going to try and rope me into a conversation about this? or No, I'll just tell my story. Because um, okay. I feel proud of myself today. Because I used basic trig in like the real world in the first time in a real long time today. Uh, awesome. And I was real proud of myself because I was like, so stepping back, I'm in the process of purchasing a new couch. And I recently found that there is some geometry issues with me getting a couch in the current place where I live. Notably, uh, the size of door openings. <laughs> Versus the size of mass-produced couches, um, it, particularly like the couches that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, a, com- a common sitcom plot. Yes, there is a there's a rub there, uh, and so I was doing some maths because, like, the just the width of the doorway is one issue, but beyond that, to get it into the doorway because of like how my house works like it's i have like a front porch 
And the front porch isn't that like deep, as in like it doesn't extend that far away from the house. So like straight out of my front door, there's a railing not that far away. And I was thinking like, oh no, like it'll it'll be fine. Like you can definitely like finagle something of the size I'm thinking about past that in a very specific way. And I was like, yeah, you can definitely like kind of tip it in the way I was thinking. Not important. Uh, And then I was like, I wonder if you actually can. I was like, I wonder if I can figure out how, if you can or not. I was like, I can't, I can, I can do trigonometry. Let's, let's measure some things and draw up a little picture and do some math. I didn't figure out that it won't work. So <laughs> now I got to rethink the game plan. But if I hadn't done that, I would have gotten a couch here and been like, yeah, this is how we get it in. And then I look real foolish. Uh huh. Cause I didn't do the math. Gotta have the receipts. Mm hmm. Well, I am proud of you, Grant. Thanks. That's really all I was looking for with this comic, because I wanted you to be proud of me. Well, based on your question, I'm glad that this turned into a positive story, because the way that you asked your question, it did not oh. seem like it was leading to anything positive, um, but more <laughs> of you trying to bait me into a conversation about whether math should be like taught at a higher level or something. <laughs> oh, no. No. I was, okay. it was It was something that made me happy, because I was like, People always, like, hate on, like, oh, when am I going to use this? And then mm-hmm. I had an example today of just, like, hey, that was actually, like, super useful. Because yeah. I don't know how else I could have done this other than, like, getting, like, I don't know, uh, like, 15 square feet of cardboard and cutting out, like, a <laughs> mock-up of the shape of the couch and, like, trying to move it in physically, which just seems wasteful. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a very funny thing to do, though. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The reason that I did the math is because I figured out that I didn't have enough cardboard. <laughs> okay. There you go. I got out all of my empty boxes and guesstimated sizing and figured out it wouldn't work. Very nice. But, yes. Sweet. Yeah. What a po- what a positive note to end on. Yeah. You really you really uh, hassle-hoffed that hassle hurdle. Yeah, I did. Bay watched right over it. Did Bay watch? Did Bay... What? Now I'm getting confused. Can we just be done? I want to end back on when we were doing good and you were complimenting me. 